This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. Today's episode is about the turn of the year, seize control of your life. The turn of the year is a natural time for us to take stock and reassess. Our unconscious minds naturally start to do this at these major anniversaries. And apart from our birthday and any faith or religious event that's important in our calendars, the end of the year is probably just as important to you, if not more important, than these other events. But this year, more than many others, staying happy and empowered in these times of volatility and disruption, it's a big challenge. So as you go through the turn of this year, consider how to make the most of it. In these new difficult times, seizing control of our lives can simply be by improving our physical and mental health, improving our mindset, expanding our knowledge or belief systems, taking stock of our lives and making conscious decisions to be in charge where we can be. In this podcast, you'll learn expert findings about the new times we live in, ways to let go of the old things that may not serve you, and things you can bring in to improve your new year, as well as the importance of finding a new sense of meaning and focus in these new times we live in. For most of us, this has been the first most normal year since the COVID pandemic, a year to reflect and recover from the onslaught the pandemic brought. A great many people are still recovering their mental health. And this year has been a year of getting back to normal healthy habits of socialising, exercising, sport, and all the personal goals we put on hold or abandoned during the pandemic. The turn of this year is so significant. Given the unprecedented global challenges we all face, we must take more control over our lives than perhaps ever before, and the turn of the year presents an opportunity to do this. One of my areas of expertise is as a registered organisational psychologist, and the profession I belong to is called industrial and organisational psychology. We study the world of work and the world of organisations, how people work, influences and changes in the world. Well before the pandemic, we organisational psychologists had already identified the current time we all live in as volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous times, and this is known as VUCA times, an acronym for those words. The term VUCA was devised in the United States Military Academy at West Point to define the new situation that the US military found itself after the end of the Cold War. There was a sudden lack of certainty, stability and simplicity and increased ambiguity, the same as what we're experiencing now. Now, since the global strife is obvious everywhere, it's everyone's imperative to recognise we are in VUCA times because, of course, it touches us all now. We need to be more conscious about how we function and perform within this turbulent environment. In a time when we feel a loss of control, our ability to find a sense of personal control is important to each of us. 
If you haven't already, take some time to reflect on whether there was anything you let go of that you were engaged in before the pandemic that you still haven't resumed. These times are changing the ways we set our personal goals and achieve them. Research during and since the COVID-19 crisis showed a lot of people let go of their goals, but the ones who didn't fared better during the pandemic. The COVID crisis disrupted people's pursuits of personal projects in the early times of the lockdowns. People said their self-efficacy or their belief in their ability to achieve their valued goals plummeted. Almost all participants in the research still cared about their goal, yet more than a quarter of the sample either had abandoned it or reported uncertainty about further goal pursuit, that is pursuing and achieving their goal. The research showed, however, other people coped successfully with the many disruptions and constraints of the lockdowns. Many were still working towards their goals, and among these, many said they used creativity in problem-solving and coping strategies, which focused on regulating their emotions and that these sustained their goal pursuits. Creative engagement with our goals and work in general allows our strategic development to flourish. Other research shows that people who kept up their resilience and autonomous or personal goals during the pandemic were more likely to achieve their goals and to be better in their mental health and well-being. So having our own goals, being able to pivot the way we undertake them if needed, which was needed during the pandemic for many people, and keeping up our resilience is a way of staying focused, well and empowered, even when chaos may be raging around us. And you probably don't need me to tell you about the other significant research finding coming out of the pandemic, which was we are social beings and we need physical social connectedness. It's critical that we reconnect now and in the future in physically social ways. Most of our brains are built for socialising and this is why we need it so much. So let's look at some solutions for these difficult times. If anything good is coming out of Buka, the pandemic, etc. It encourages us to be more conscious and proactive in our lives, be more resilient, and what that means to us, how we do stay resilient, independent, and that people with these qualities do thrive. And these are the people seizing more control of their lives where they can. So let's make the most of this turn of the year. Take some time to reflect on what's been positive. What have you learned about yourself this year? What have you learned about other people that's positive? What about in your work, in your career, and in life in general? What are the positive things you can take from this year? Did you gain any extra skills, abilities, friends, colleagues? Did you achieve any of your goals, even your personal goals, even small goals, in your personal life, in your work, and in your relationships, in your family? Is it time to let go of anything or anyone not enhancing you and your life so you're not dragging this into the new year? So let's look at some ways of letting go. A simple but really useful starting point is to take a sheet of paper or draw a table on your computer screen. On the left-hand side, list all the things you want to let go of. And on the opposite side, the right side, list something you can replace each of these with or want to replace them with as a goal. 
Research shows it's always easier and much more successful if we replace things with other things rather than just trying to give up things. And a way of saying this is attributed to the ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle who said, nature abhors a vacuum. The vacuum or the loss creates a tension and resistance in us about the sense of loss and hence it works better to replace things very quickly with something we prefer or choose. Take food habits, for example, letting go of coffee and replacing it with herbal tea. Suddenly it's not a loss, it's just a change. Or letting go of calories to gain a healthy body. The loss is quickly replaced by a gain. To let go of a person, say a person you've come to realise is a bully, a taker, makes you feel and think less well of yourself, this means you gain freedom from this influence and replace it with more time with yourself, with nice people, with a hobby, with a new interest group or a friend-making group or app. It might sound brutal to plan to let go of people, but remember the time we live in means we must seize control of our lives in the ways we can. If you think about it, no doubt you've been dumped by a friend or a partner or both already in your life. It's all part of growing, and if we're growing, it's not possible to keep hold of everything and everyone. Ways of letting the person know that you're letting them go are by always being too busy to catch up, responding to their overtures increasingly slowly, to show a lack of interest or busyness, using phrases like, I think we've grown apart, or I've become super busy now with all these other things that are taking over my time, no hard feelings. It's just changes in my life and I really wish you all the best. Maybe that's too explicit for you and for the person. If you get a hunch that it might be, then simply being too busy and letting them know you're too busy to catch up can be more successful. Meditating helps us to let go of things and embrace better things for us. Visualizing or feel yourself tossing the old aside and visualizing the new, replacing the old with something better for your future. And for those who don't know what the new would be, meditation is an ideal way to come back to our center and to ask, what does our soul want and need? What brings joy? The recurring drives is how the unconscious or even the soul speaks to us. And these may be in whispers, but they're recurring whispers or drives rather than thoughts necessarily or feelings. It's more of a, a sense of an urge or a drive, a wish. And if it means escaping or disappearing into your hobby and forgetting the world for a while, this may also be what feeds your soul. And if this is what comes to you in meditation, a creative pursuit, an art, hobby, or something where you're creative, then try that and try bringing that into your new year. Meditation gets us out of being stuck in conscious mindset, which is only 5% of our mind and helps us to access the deeper truth and knowing. And this is how we come back to human beings rather than human doing all the time. And being able to be a being before we're a doing person is always the correct and healthy relationship within ourselves. In fact, research shows if we meditate daily for 20 minutes, for 21 days in a row, this is where that critical link that I often talk about in my meditation CD and podcast is how we find that critical link or that deep connection within ourselves. 
So think about things you aspire to do in the new year, things you want to achieve and create, a new job, a new home, a new partner, hobby, pet, a creative outlet. And these are things that you may access during meditations. These ideas are things you may access during meditations. And think about goals, especially in the new year. People set New Year's resolutions and are often very disappointed and become jaded about setting these goals and resolutions. But research in organisational psychology is very clear about how to be successful in setting resolutions and goal setting. Be specific. Be realistic. Plan your goal achievement, your resolution, down to tasks, detailed tasks. Set these in your diary and tick them off as you go. And what about the qualities or experiences you want more of in the new year? Think about having more fun, more play, more socialising, more peace, more happiness, more love, more knowledge. Do you know what brings these things to you and for you? Because we're all different and just the pursuit of happiness is not actually the way we find happiness. It's about often giving rather than receiving. It's about achievement and being happy and proud of what we've achieved. Think about what's brought you these experiences in the past. You're most likely to get lots of information about who you are and what drives you. Happiness, for instance, is an elusive experience. Seeking it directly usually doesn't bring it. What brings happiness to you? Is it being with loved ones? Is it helping people or in other ways? Is it being in nature? Is it a hobby? Some of us are lucky enough to find our work makes us really happy and satisfied. Is it time to change or craft a change in your job or your career to take you towards work that makes you more satisfied, that you can even love? Of course, it can be paid work or unpaid, like helping a family member or friend with something and making a difference in their lives. Doing voluntary work that's meaningful to you can make us happy. Think about whether you want more of this sense of satisfaction, meaning and happiness in your new year. Do you want to learn something new, travel somewhere that you haven't been before or relocate? And then there's the world and the environment we live in with endless opportunities to help, add value, learn and grow in new ways. I love the phrase, for instance, be the change you want to see. Examples of this are innovations and inventions. For instance, the local people around me are developing plastic retrieval systems for the ocean, making a difference in our local community. Others are setting up dinner groups where strangers meet and can make new friends. Lifeline International, The Fathering Project, Mentoring Men, Motherless Daughters, Adopt a Grandparent, Create Your Own Group, Wires, The Wildlife Group, Bush Regeneration, Fire Fighting, Surf Life Saving, and countless more ways to make a difference and feel more meaning and fulfilment in your life and your new year. And lastly, life itself. What is life all about to you? Psychology finds that in major adversity, and especially life-changing adversity like the volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous times, the VUCA times we're in, usually require us to expand our sense of meaning and understanding about life. That means if we're to come out the other side of a major adversity personally, we have to dig deeper or search more broadly to try to make sense of the adversity, to be able to accept it, make peace and move forward. 
whether that expansion is finding more knowledge or support, your faith being tested, finding a new faith, or a trust in science or global leaders, or that creative project where you can find respite, and creating a purpose that draws on your suffering and makes sense of it, perhaps in helping others or the planet. These times are forcing us to do this soul-searching and searching in general to try and understand and make sense of and accept what life and the world has become and as it keeps changing so fast. You would know of at least one person who's struggling to do this, whose mental health or life is suffering since the pandemic lockdowns, fires, floods, race riots, wars, cost of living pressures, draconian legislation, removing freedoms. This turning of the year is a great opportunity to take some time to ponder on what you think is going on, what can make sense of this chaos in the world for you. For some, scientific research and understanding is the answer and is sufficient. Others combine science and philosophy. The philosophy of existentialism, for instance, provides a lens by which we can view suffering as part of existence and observe that every generation has faced at least one existential crisis. If you feel no faith or belief in anything, yet you feel a need for guidance and meaning, a bigger picture, a broader perspective, it can help to do some research into different faiths and sciences, philosophies, belief systems, any think tanks or professional thought leaders, and see if you feel drawn to any that seem to make sense to you, that bring clarity, comfort, peace, or help you focus and understand what seems to be going on. Rather than just trying to work this out on your own, talk with people you trust in your life. Seek others who you can trust. And if you feel stuck, seek an experienced psychologist or organisational psychologist if you feel you need it. As you plan for your new year, remembering having your own goals, meaningful pursuits or things you love to do and staying consciously proactive physically, socially connected and resilient in your life is a way of staying in charge, happy, well and empowered. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening right now. Plus, don't forget you can access all of the resources mentioned in today's podcast via the show notes. Is there a pressing issue or topic you'd like me to discuss? Head to my Instagram at dramandaferguson and send me a DM. I love hearing from my listeners. If anything discussed in this podcast has caused you concern or distress, contact your general practitioner or health provider. To locate a psychologist in your area, call the Australian Psychological Society and locate Find a Psychologist Service on 1800 337 or visit www.findapsychologist.org.au. If you or someone you know is in crisis, Lifeline is available 24-7 on 13 11 14 and Kids Helpline, again 24-7 on 1800 1800 and both are free of charge. To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes. 
The opinions expressed by guests in these podcasts aren't necessarily shared by me.